Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that, we bring back our friend who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from JP Waxer. He asks, can someone please debunk all the negative projection for Joe Tipman because he's one to two inches taller than most centers? The quote, hedgers are planting their flags with he may struggle with leverage because he's taller than most centers. I don't really think that's a big deal because Tipman is also much more athletic than most centers, particularly most centers that are six foot six. I think the way that he moves and the fit in the offensive scheme are going to more than outweigh the fact that he's six foot six. It's not really something I'm concerned about. Yeah, I think it, you know if, if you look at Tipman, like I said, he was the guy that I wanted there. Um, despite being six six, he does get really low. Like he's got really good bend, so he's able to avoid situations where where he gets too high and and the guy across from him is able to leverage him and, and drive him to the ground, which you do see a lot with the bigger guys. So I'm I'm not as concerned about it. If if he was a traditional guy where he didn't he didn't move as well as as he does or wasn't able to get his low as he does i might be worried but i'm really not next question comes in from jets fan in clt he asks if the jets week 18 game against new england gets flexed to saturday which seems like a good possibility because of their popularity and likelihood of playing meaningful games late in the season would they be the first team in nfl history to play a game on five different days of the week Without checking, I would say probably because the NFL never plays games on Friday. I think this is the first yeah. year they're doing that. So with the Jets playing on a Friday and then playing on the other days, the only way that the Jets wouldn't be the first team to do this would be if somebody did it during the COVID year. I'd have to go back and look because remember, they were doing all this wacky stuff with the scheduling where teams were playing on weird days because they had to shuffle the schedule around to accommodate 
all the stuff with people testing positive for COVID and all that. So that might have happened during the COVID year. But in a non-COVID year, this would have to be the first time it would have happened. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I can't I can't recall a time when it would have been a thing. Another question from JP Waxer. He asks, many are writing off Jeremy Ruckert because of his limited playing time last year. Wasn't he hurt before and during the early part of the season? Tough for a rookie to catch up after that, isn't it? He was hurt. I think also they thought that it was going to be a redshirt year for him anyway. That was sort of the intention from the beginning. And so I expect him to get more of a look this year. He'll get a chance in training camp. The reason I think people were concerned is because as the season wore on and it looked like the Jets weren't getting a ton out of their tight ends, people sort of wanted to see something out of Jeremy Ruckert and he just didn't do much. And even when he was in there for a limited amount of time, he had hiccups. If you remember, he had some missteps there on the field during his limited action. So I think right now I consider it playing with house money. If he turns out to be a good tight end, that's awesome. But in my head, I'm sort of writing him off. That's not me necessarily being negative on him. I'm letting myself be pleasantly surprised if he turns out to be something as opposed to letting myself get let down if he doesn't turn into something, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I think the main reason people were writing him off or, or for those who are, and I'm, I'm, still, I'm still hopeful, but it was a little bit, you know, perplexing to watch what was happening last season. And the Jets literally got to the point where they couldn't get a first down. It, it seemed like it, I seen, it seemed as if that lasted weeks that they couldn't move the ball at all. And I understand the quarterback play was bad, but still you just thought, can you not put Jeremy Ruckert in there, give him a few targets? And like, is, is there, if he's not somebody you can put in there to make a couple catches at this point, it you know, he wasn't, it wasn't like it was week three or four and you're talking about how we still adjusting to the league and all that. Like it, it was a little concerning or even if you say sort of raise an eyebrow and wonder like, why is this guy not getting on the field? If, if no one else is making a play, is he not capable of going out and doing something? So I think for those who were concerned, that's where it came from. But, you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm still hopeful. I liked him a lot in college. I felt like he would be a better pro than he was a collegian just because of the fact that he played at a school that relied so heavily on their receivers. He didn't see the targets that he may have in another school. So I'm still hopeful for Ruckert, but I think, I think the concern had a lot to do with the fact that he wasn't getting on the field despite the fact the offense wasn't doing anything. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Bill Fon. He asks, with the Quinn and Williams contract buzz, isn't the real issue why it's taking a bit is because the Jets don't have cap space right now and they are currently reworking Aaron Rodgers' deal, which will add cap to this year plus other restructures and cuts, 
What cost-saving moves do you see coming to fit Quinn and Williams in? I think it really just comes down to the Aaron Rodgers contract as far as that goes. Now, I don't know that just reworking the Aaron Rodgers contract is all that there is to it. I think that's part of it. But I do think there's also some sort of disagreement because, as we've heard, they're not quote-unquote close. You would think that if it was just a matter of of restructuring that Aaron Rodgers deal, the Jets would say to Quinton Williams and his agent, listen, we pretty much agree on the value with you. We're going to get that done for you as soon as we get this Aaron Rodgers deal done. And if that was the case, you wouldn't hear Quinton Williams complaining. You wouldn't see him liking all these tweets, talking about his market value and all of that. So I have to think that there's more to it than just reworking the Aaron Rodgers deal, although that certainly is part of it because once they do that, hopefully they would have more cap space over the future years. But I will say that I think that the Jets should do everything they can to get that done right now. Michael Pallas also asked a question about this, asking about the average annual value for Quinn and Williams, but then also asking about whether it's a cash flow restriction with upfront cash that would be required to sign him to an extension. I don't think it really has anything to do with that. I think it has to do ultimately with, as we said, the overall value of the contract. And it seems like there's a little bit of a difference in opinion between the Williams camp and the Jets camp as far as what Quinn and Williams should be paid. Now, what I do wonder is if Quinn and Williams wants a little bit closer to what Aaron Donald is getting than to what Jeffrey Simmons is getting. And if that's the case, that could be the standoff. But what could shift that is Chris Jones. Because if Chris Jones signs with the Chiefs, which could happen at any time, he will almost certainly get a fair amount more than Jeffrey Simmons. And once that goes down, then we'll see if the Jets say, okay, we're going to give you more than Chris Jones. Or if they say, we think Chris Jones is better than you, we don't want to pay you more than Chris Jones. As far as I'm concerned, though, you're haggling over not that much money in the end here when you're talking about a guy at that level because you know that you're going to have to pay him more than Jeffrey Simmons. So you're looking at at least... $24, $25 million a year At that point, maybe you can find some sort of Happy medium, but they really need to find A way to get this done before training camp Yeah, I think the biggest question, and you touched on it I I mentioned it when Quinnen did His, you know, scrubbing the Jets from his Twitter thing, which to me means absolutely Nothing, but people reacted to it Um, I did a quick video on it saying that We we don't know if Because we're all assuming At least if, you know, if you look at what the, the talking Heads are saying and what you know, Twitter and you and I have talked about it and said that, you know, it should be in the 25 million range. Maybe it's 26. Fine. But you, you can't dismiss. You can't throw out the fact that maybe his people, as you said, and like I said, I mentioned it, that maybe they're looking at Aaron Donald and saying, hey, by some metrics, Quinnen was the better player last year. And he's the younger player. He's the ascending guy where even if you say Aaron Donald plateaus for a couple of years, he's not getting any better than what he is now. So you've got a player who, by some metrics, outperformed Aaron Donald last year and is a younger ascending player that Quinnen's camp might be saying, look, we need 30. Like, he's getting 31. Maybe you want to say that contract is an outlier because it's so much more than everybody else, but we need to be in that ballpark. And I know that, you know, it's been rumored now that it's between 25 and 30. Well, does it mean 29 or 25-1? Like, we don't know, but I don't think we can rule out the fact that – and you look at the, the – it, it kind of reminds me of the Revis and, and Namdi Asimov where Asimov had this contract that was such an outlier that no one else was close to that. But Revis knew, like, I'm a better player than him, so I need more money than him. And until that happens, I'm not signing. 
So I'm not saying that is happening, but that's kind of what it's reminiscent to me in terms of what might be happening behind the scenes. But you also can't discount, as we both talked about, the Rodgers deal is impacting all of this stuff. Um, but the fact that Quinnen is openly, you know, in in a roundabout way complaining about it tells me that the Jets aren't there aren't open lines of communication where they're saying, here's where we are with Aaron and you're up next. Next question comes in from Eric, and this is along the same lines, Glenn. He asks, if the Jets can't get a deal done with Quinn and Williams in a timely manner, should they consider seeing what other teams would be willing to give up for him? I understand he's a great player, but if they can get a lot for him and he's asking for unreasonable money, is that something they should think about? I suppose it never hurts to listen to offers, but at the same time, this isn't Jamal Adams for a couple of reasons. Number one, Quentin Williams has never been known to be any kind of distraction. But more importantly than that, Jamal Adams, for as good as he was, still just a box safety, if we're being honest about it. Quentin Williams is not only the leader of the defense, but he's an elite interior pass rusher and an elite interior player. He's elite against the run and elite against the pass. Very rare combination, but also... To get an elite interior pass rusher, you could count the number of those guys on one hand. They are very tough to come by, and they're super valuable because the interior pressure is what the quarterbacks are most afraid of, and it's also what's hardest for teams to generate. And so if you have a guy like a Chris Jones or an Aaron Donald, or so if you have somebody like Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, or Quinn and Williams, they're worth their weight in gold. So really, unless it's just so far gone that the Jets feel like there's no way they can fix it, I would say just try to find a way to get this done. Pay the man. Keep him here, especially when you're talking about trying to win right now. If you take Quinn and Williams off of this defense, it goes from being one of the top defenses in the league to a huge step down. Are they even a top 10 defense without Quinn and Williams? I don't know, honestly. He makes so much of that defense work when he's on his game and he's in there wreaking havoc that if you're trying to sell fans on being in a win-now window and trying to be a contender to then turn around and trade this guy who's an enormous difference maker at an extremely important position at the age of 25 would be crazy to me. It's funny you uh, you mentioned that. But for, first of all, I would say the only way I would consider trading Quinn and Williams, it, here's what would have to happen for me to even entertain the thought. One, they would have to be far apart enough in negotiations that they don't get a deal done before the season starts. And you go, you play through this season, and as much as we don't want it to happen, perhaps Aaron Rodgers does walk away from the game. And maybe Zach Wilson didn't get better. Now you've got no first-round pick and no quarterback. Under those circumstances, a tag and trade to maybe get back into the first round and take a quarterback. And and again, this is like this is like doomsday worst case scenario. That's the only way I move him. Otherwise, absolutely not. Pay him what he's worth. If it's twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine million, just give it to him because it, it, you know if you don't give it to him now. Either you're going to have that's what that that's what the market will be next year or somebody else will give it to him when he's looking for it. And I actually saw a stat earlier. I I believe it it said when the Jets when Quinn and Williams was not on the field, the Jets ranked 32nd in the NFL in yards per play, Um, whereas when he was on the field, it was like. 10th or 11th like the difference he makes you you can't put into words he's such a difference maker he's a 
guy you got to get locked up before the before the season hits. That's what I expect to happen. But um, as far as trading him, that that would only be if every single other thing went wrong and the Jets had no quarterback and didn't own a pick that could get them a quarterback. Next question comes in from John McAnally. He asks, who's matching up against all these good tight ends that the Jets are going to face this season? I worry it could be the Jets' Achilles heel on defense this year. It's been their Achilles heel for a while, so why would this year be any different? Yeah, this is a tough one, Glenn. I know Zaire Barnes is a really good athlete, so he's somebody that maybe they could try out a little bit, their fifth-round pick. Jarek Bernard Converse, another guy who's played a little bit of safety and a little bit of cornerback. You might see Chuck Clark matching up against some of the tight ends. Chuck Clark's interesting. He's a bit of a hybrid as a linebacker and a safety. He played a lot more linebacker than people realize on third downs for the Ravens. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know really what to tell you. I don't have any concrete answer for you, but Robert Sala and Jeff Ulrich are going to have to figure something out. Yeah, I think um, I, I think Bernard Converse was the first guy that comes to mind for me because he was a really good cover cover guy from what I was able to see in college. I was I watched a few of his games in recent weeks. Um, the, the, the sort of X factor to me, you know, you, you can't rely too heavily on these these undrafted free agent types, but um, a guy that I think I mentioned on, on the last mailbag, Scott, uh, Marquise Waters. Um, I've had a chance to go back and watch some more of him. He played at Texas Tech, undrafted free agent, and he played safety, he played slot, he played inside linebacker, he played outside linebacker. Very athletic guy who has some cover skills. I wouldn't be shocked if he makes the roster, but of course you give the upper hand to the draft picks, right? So Bernard Converse is one, and, and as you said, Zaire Barnes, really athletic guy, you know, long-limbed guy who they like in coverage, so he could be the guy that gets the call there because it is a concern. You know, we, we've said, I've said before that, that, you know, one of my biggest concerns about this team, or my two biggest concerns, the quarterback two and, and covering the middle of the field, covering, you know, the uh, covering the big tight ends that, that roam in the middle they don't really have a guy that, that's proven they can do that next question comes in from tim he asks what do you guys think about this theory that the nfl was trying to help the jets and that they were rigging the schedule in their favor because aaron Rodgers is on the team and they want the jets to do well this year that's part of why they have them in all these primetime games so I saw this, and a lot of Bills fans have picked up on this. The Jets have the rest factor, and Warren Sharp broke this down about how the Jets have more rest than almost any team if you factor in the time between games and the travel and all that stuff. And so, of course, Bills fans are jumping on this, but this is just such a cheap, boring excuse. Look, here's what it comes down to. You either have the best team or you don't. You're either going to go out there and you're going to win, or you're not. The Jets are either going to play well or they're not going to play well. Quite frankly, if the Jets aren't anywhere near as good as they think they are, then it's really not going to matter that they have a little bit more rest than some of these other teams. I keep joking that all of the sudden, all of these conspiracy theories are popping up as far as what the league has been doing to help the Jets. Because Glenn, you know a lot of Jets fans have said there's some sort of conspiracy theory to crap on the Jets and all the media hates the Jets and all that. And I do think to some extent there are some commentators who do that. Some of them do it because they know that they're going to get attention. Some of them do it out of ignorance. I remember a couple of years ago, Sarah Spain said something along the lines of, would you rather be a team like the Vikings where they tease you by getting to the playoffs and all that? Or would you rather be a team like the Jets who never gets to the playoffs and never does anything? And of course, I went in and said, 
I don't know what you're talking about. The Jets actually went to the playoffs a whole bunch of times in the 2000s and all of that. And then she said, oh, you clearly don't understand. I'm doing radio and this is a topic. And I said, no, I totally understand. I did radio for a long time. What you don't understand is the Jets history. You're using the wrong team. And so there is a lot of that where people misunderstand the Jets history. Or as I said, they're doing it to further the LOL Jets narrative. But I also don't think that there's some sort of concerted effort against the Jets. There's no conspiracy theory. Just as I don't think there's some sort of conspiracy theory to help the Jets. You heard a lot of Dolphins fans in particular last year, but a lot of people all over the place. Seahawks fans were doing this too because of Tariq Woolen, where they were saying, oh, Sauce Gardner gets away with pass interference and this and that. And then you go back and you watch the film of what they're claiming was pass interference, and it's not even close. And you hear people say, oh, we didn't look back for the ball. That's not an actual thing. That's an old wives' tale. I don't know where this came from. You do not have to look back for the ball. That's not something that's real. Face guarding isn't legit. That's not something that referees are going to call, and it's not something that they're supposed to call. So Sauce Gardner really was that good. Now, if you want to argue that here and there, maybe he got away with some things like any other cornerback, fine. But the idea that he was constantly getting away with holding and that the NFL was telling the league not to call it on sauce because they wanted the Jets to have a superstar, which some people suggested, that's ridiculous. And then, of course, there's a conspiracy that the NFL was trying to get Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and that they specifically wanted Rodgers to go to the Jets before the draft because they wanted this whole talking point and they wanted all of this splash to head into the draft and all of this. That, of course, is ridiculous, too. And then now the last part of the conspiracy is that the Jets had all this help from the schedule makers who are intentionally trying to help them win and be good. If that's the case, it would have been nice if they'd have done it years ago, if they would have forced some team to trade the Jets a franchise quarterback years ago and then given them all these breaks on the schedule. I don't know, man. I think the real reason the NFL schedule release was pushed back is the league was trying to figure out a way to give the Jets all home games. <laughs> um, they were trying to find a loophole in the rules. Despite their best efforts, they weren't able to pull it off. So they said, well, the best alternative would be to give the Jets as much as much rest as possible when we have to send them on the road. So let's let's give them the most downtime. This is absolutely asinine. Um, you've got to be kidding me with this. I mean, listen, every single year, some team's going to have more hours on the road and more travel days than others, like more longer distances to travel. It happens. It, it almost feels like, and it's kind of nice, right? Like when was the last time we saw teams have to make excuses about not being as good as the Jets, like before the season started? It's like, we're already hearing, you know, w w so, so if the Jets are as good as we hope they are, and they, and they start beating teams that they've historically lost to, they're going to fall back on, well, we knew this was going to happen because the league was conspiring with their schedule makers to make it easy on the Jets. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's kind of nice. It's kind of like, you know, similar to last year, it only took a few weeks before we saw opposing fan bases like tweeting and, and like celebrating if Sauce Gardner gave up a catch. And that's that's when I realized how quickly – people recognize how good he was that like it was reason for celebration that like someone got a first down against sauce um and it, it it was it was because of his dominance and now you're seeing i think people having an idea that oh the jets aren't going to be a doormat anymore they're not going to be a laughing stock so we got to kind of we spent all this time making fun of them now we have to think of a reason why other than hey they just went out and got good players and they've drafted they did a pretty nice job in the last couple drafts 
so they might win some games this year. It's 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 imagine a player or a coach coming out and saying that after a loss. Well, you know, if we'd had another eighteen hours to prepare for this, and if we'd played on Friday instead of Thursday, this wouldn't have happened. Like, no, you 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 prepare, you line up, you play, and whatever happens, happens. Glenn Naughton, editor over at JetNation.com. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some questions with me on this mailbag. Really appreciate it. For those who want to check out everything you're doing over at JetNation.com and follow you on Twitter, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, JetNation.com, our site. Check out our forums, most active independent Jets message board on the web. We go live Thursday nights at 6.30, myself and Dylan Terriman, live on Friday nights, myself and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. You can follow me on Twitter at JNRadio underscore Glenn. Make sure to check out everything that Glenn's doing over at JetNation.com. Follow him on Twitter. Check out everything we've got going on over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch those and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. Public.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like Jet Digital, playlikejet.com.